So, whew, I'm going to take a drink right now. So, Psalms 91, the psalmist that wrote this, that y'all know, psalms are worship, they're songs. Um, we read them, but if we sang them, I mean, I'm not going to sing it because Matt would get too embarrassed. I would think it would be fun because that's what I do. What? I would. I love to make up songs. Um, Matt was on the phone with some friends of ours, and I didn't know he was on the phone, and I was singing, my cat Sixer, you are so cute, I love you so much, you're fluffy, and, and they're like, as she's singing songs to her cat, he's like, yeah, that's normal in our house, you never know, she'll be singing to the animals all the time. They love it. I'm stewarding them well. So this is a psalmist, and he's, he's singing over Israel. Basically, he's singing this, and he's saying to Israel, this is a time when Israel was in trouble. You know, God keeps bringing Israel out, and then they keep getting in trouble. So this is a time that things were not going well. And in Psalm 91, it starts off, it says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you. From the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence, he will cover you with feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that stalk in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. I like that. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked if you say, the Lord is my refuge. Right there, there's a key. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, come on, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no, no disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. He's saying you won't even stub your toe. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. I will be with him in trouble. doesn't say trouble ain't coming. He said he's going to be with you in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. You are guaranteed a long life if you stand on that promise. Don't let the enemy come and steal it away. The enemy steals things because you know what? He doesn't play fair. I, that is one of my favorite scriptures. With long life, he will satisfy me. My children are alive because I spoke that scripture over them. When she died in my womb, I thought, absolutely not. You promised me with long life. And I know that it says in, in, in Proverbs, it's Proverbs or Psalms. It says that you will give me 70 years, 80 if I can bear it. So she is guaranteed that, and I suggest you make her rise from the dead because I'm coming on your promise. And that's, but I had to know that. If I didn't know my authority, the enemy's going to come and he's going to steal it away. He don't play fair. That's why we got to know God's word. We got to know his character. We got to know. We can't just feel it. Yes, come on, meditate it. So you know what? We, that's what we need to do. So I just really love that scripture. Um, and so God was just speaking, Psalms 91. 
to my dear friend Sue probably once a quarter. She's like, you know, I feel like you got to get into Psalms 91. <laughs> she just send me stuff. A lot of you guys send me stuff, and it's very encouraging. I'm very thankful because you know what? It's really it's awesome to hear that you guys are. That means you're praying for us the same we're praying for you, and I love hearing hearing that. So um, you're welcome to send any any wisdom, blessing. That's good. I'll take it. So in that whole scripture, God is saying he wants us to dwell with him because he loves us. And also, he made it really easy for us to get into his dwelling. Did you guys know that? There's no deadbolts. There's no, you know, you see those things where they have like the slide lock and the deadbolt and they put, you know, that's not how it is. He said, you know, and he, he, his, his place of refuge. And the benefit is not just, it's not just like, oh, salvation, you know, well, if I stay there, you know, it's not just being a believer and coming into his house is not just like, well, I believe in God and I, I serve him, you know, because he died on the cross for me. But actually being a son or daughter, a son or daughter, that's what he's talking about. Not just coming in and being like, oh, it's so nice to invite me here and let me be here for a moment. No, he's saying, I want you to come and dwell. You live here as a son and daughter. You have the rights of the kingdom. That's what he wants us to do. So the benefit, you know, we look, if you look up in that scripture, there's things that, the things that says he's going to save you from things that try to trap you. There are things that the enemy puts there and he wants it to be a trap. I had four brothers. And me and Lana, she's not here, she's, she's um, ministering to your children, but they bought my parents' house, and we went walking in this old woods that was there. And it's so teeny, and I was like, this used to be huge. And my brothers, I don't under, those of you that have boys, I pray double for you. I do not understand this. But my brothers used to set traps for each other in the woods. They'd dig holes, put leaves over them. You know, one time a neighbor fell in it, and then they got in trouble. Like, they... Y'all, I lived in an intense household. And I'm thinking, they set traps. And so, so they wouldn't get in trouble. They would tell me where they were, because if I fell in, who am I going to tell? Yeah. Mom, who was getting in trouble? Yeah. The neighbor kids fell in. It didn't matter, because they couldn't tell my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the 80s, you didn't tell other people's moms. <laughs> you didn't come inside before it got dark, either. <laughs> they set your food on the porch and be like, you're fine. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> kind of true. We did have food set on the porch a lot because we didn't want to come inside. But what I'm talking about is those traps. Like they set those little traps, and it's like they thought it was funny or they wanted to, you know, they're just, I don't know. But the enemy does that for us too. But God's like, you know, I'm going to tell you where they are. You're going to step over. You're going to step around. You're not going to get ensnared by that. You're not going to fall in because they put things like prickers in the bottom. They wrong with my brothers <laughs> the more I think I'm like oh gosh so we don't have to we don't he's going to save us from those traps it says his dwelling protects you it covers you you know when a storm is coming I don't want to be out in the middle of you know the field that when lightning is striking tornadoes are coming I want to be somewhere sweat safe right I want it to protect to cover me it says dark places cannot bring fear it says the darkness can't touch you. 
So you know what? It doesn't have to. You don't have to just be like, well, this is this. I go to work and everything here is just so dark. The enemy just is so prevalent here. So what? It can't touch you. Come on. That's right. Light and dark can't. They can't reside together. There's no punishment in him. He says, I'm not going to punish you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to be your refuge. I'm going to fight for you. I'm not going to punish you. God doesn't punish us. Did you guys know that he corrects us? He directs us. He doesn't punish us. He doesn't want bad for his children. It says, no harm can overtake you. That means no addiction, no sin can have victory in your life. He will keep you from tripping up. When I talk about stubbing the toe, he's like, I'm not even going to let you stub your toe. Even those little things that just might give you just a teeny little step, he's like, absolutely not. You will have, and then you also, he said, I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to, when you do have trouble, when the enemy does come knocking, you know, when he does come as a deceiver, when he does come, you know, to cause all these things, he said, I'm going to walk with you when you encounter trouble. How many that's good? When I've been in trouble, I like it. I like someone to be with me. I like someone, you know, you know, when you're, you were little and you were picking with your siblings and you were starting to fight and then you realize, I took this too far. You go run for mom. I need her to walk. I got myself into this trouble. But I need my mom to walk with me because I'm not going to get my butt beat by my siblings if my mom is there, right? I had a lot of siblings. I had eight, all of them older than me, four brothers, four sisters. I was right there. So, you know, I know what it's like when you get yourself into trouble. I always say that I, I, when I see Joseph in the Bible, I really understand because I'm thinking that was me. My big mouth, doing things, getting in trouble. But he says, even if you encounter trouble, he's going to walk with you. And then he, I like, and, and he says, I'm going to give you long life. Yeah. You're going to get to walk out the destiny I called you to do. That's good. That's right. Come on. Bring it in the word. So when you guys, when we're talking about dwell, that means you live there. You reside there. You don't visit. You don't give a little time here and a little time there. You dwell. You live there. I think sometimes we like to visit the house of the Lord. We like to be the guest in the house of the Lord. Oh, yeah. Shower me with the blessing. Shower me with the favor. Because when a guest comes over, like, do you want something to drink? Do you want something to eat? Let them have the best seat, right? Yep. God does that to us all the time. And we live there. When we live there. So when you get up, when you drive to work, when you speak to your family, when you're at work, when you eat, when you lie down, you should be in the house of the Lord. Not being like, oh, the house of the Lord looks so good. I know I have Christ in me, but how do I dwell in God's house? Quit standing on the porch looking at, oh, it's so pretty. You know, you live in his shelter. And we know, how do we enter God's dwelling? How do we enter his house? Praise and thanksgiving. Yes. We're getting it, people. Yes. I'm trying to give you the answers. It is super easy to get in there. And we try to make it hard. We try to be like, I got to study all this, and I got to do this, and I got to do this and this and this. And God's like, Jesus already did all of that. So all you have to do to have me inhabit is enter with thanksgiving and praise. Thanksgiving and praise. There is an important movement going on in our church, specifically our region, this area that is God wants 
praise and worship, and he wants thanksgiving. We will see things move in our households and our families and our communities and our regions when we fully understand that. We can't stand out there and be like, well, I see the gates. You know, thank you, God. I say thank you, but then I want to tell you all the things I don't like, and I want to tell all the things I need, and, and God wants us to bring our needs and stuff. But tell you the truth, if you really worship him and you thank him, a lot of the answers come right there. Because the first thing, when I got into the tub and I had to write this word, I'm like, i got to get some worship. First, we're just going to say, God, what do you want to say to me? What needs to get out of the way? I want to enter your gates because all wisdom, all revelation, all knowledge, all peace, all joy is inside your gates. So I need to be there. That's how we need to look at, at worship. And I just, I, I don't know. It is just, it's amazing. So when difficult times come, we need to remember who our God is. We need to remember who our God is. Well, they said this to me. Well, this report was this, or I don't have enough. You know, it just is hard. God didn't say, he said, I'm going to walk with you in trouble. Don't worry. You're going to overcome it. Quit sitting down in the middle of trouble, being like, I'm not moving. Yeah, we're doing it ourselves. So the stressors of life make it easy to get distracted, to allow pride or fear or even shame to be our dwelling. How many of you guys have ever lived in shame? Or pride? <laughs> All the people that got through pride raised their hand. I was there. I was there. Yeah, that's honesty. That's humility because you're like, because if you, you, if you have pride and you didn't raise your hand, it's because you're still there. I don't even have a mic. Fake mic. But really it is because you can't see you have pride. John, you need something? Yes. It is our spirit. Our soul is, is built up so it partners with our spirit and not our flesh. Your mind, will, and emotions need to be partnered with the spirit of God that Christ put in you when you gave your life to him and not partnered with the flesh and ideas and powers and principalities of this world. That's exactly it. needs to be with the mind of Christ. So I'm going to give you guys... So... You get to see my failure, and you also get to see how easy it is to step out of the dwelling of God, but how easy it is to step back into it. So we're over at Lana and Jordan's, and Lana's like, I got all these like pieces of furniture that come unassembled. Oh, now, two weeks ago, God said, I bought a bunch of furniture, so guess who knew how to do it? No. No, this, I do all of that stuff. That's me. I put all that together. I do, just, so I, we're putting it together. We got the first one. It was like, good. The second one, I was like, I put this piece on wrong. And you know those screws, you can't get them out. They're like, and I was like, and I'm like, so Matt comes in, and then we start arguing. We start arguing. And I thought, and he's like, no, I'm doing it. I'm like, just stop. And, and Lana's just like, you guys are ruining my stuff. And like, and I thought, and then I stopped. I said, everyone get away from me for just a second. Just get away. Because I, I knew. And I said, 
I'm like, it's impossible to get these out. And I stopped and I said, Lord, you know. You know. They all walked out of the room and God said, and I said, I'm sorry for the way that I stepped out of your household and stepped into the enemy's. I said, can you show me how to do this? God immediately showed me within probably 15 seconds I had them out, which we had been working on forever. And they came back in. I had to turn around like, ta-da! I said, I couldn't hear. And I said to them, I said, I couldn't hear when I was not, in, not listening to God. When I stepped back into his house, I said, the Holy Spirit did that. I said, I said, Mom's a genius. And I said, because the Holy Spirit. And I gave glory and praise and honor to God because I had nothing to do with that. Yeah. I'm dumb. I didn't know how to do it. My first thought was, got to throw this away. <laughs> Never going to fix it. But what I'm saying is, even if you step out of that dwelling place and you decide, I'm going to act like the enemy. I'm going to live in the enemy's hands. I'm going to talk like him. I'm going to have an attitude like his. You can step back in, give God glory, give God praise, give him thanks, and he can make it right. And it looked good. It looked real good. And I was just like, thank you, Lord. Instead of saying, like, I did that, I had to be like, the Holy Spirit told me how. That's what I told them. When they walked in, I said, the Holy Spirit told me how. And it gives God the glory. That's how easy it is to get back. If you step out, praise, thanksgiving, give them back the glory. Give them back the glory. So don't go back to familiar dwellings just because they're familiar. How many of you all know when you get with your family, crazy happens? Like, I'm talking about, like, your extended family. You're thinking, I don't even act like this. Why all of a sudden? Like I said, sometimes when I used to get around my siblings, all of us, Matt's like, I can't stand you when you're with your siblings. I was like, what? He's like, everybody's volume goes up and up and up, and everybody is yelling even when they're happy. This is about how loud it is. Yeah. You've met, I mean, you're, you're kind of related to some of my extended family. You know. We are loud. We are. I pray for you guys. When I met you, I was like, kind of the turners in us are kind of related but not really we're related to the same loud people (laughs) but how easy is it to go back to the familiar my daughter got married moved out her house is beautiful. She's got things all set. She does stuff. She puts stuff. She comes to my house. She's like, I'm gonna get this food. I leave stuff out. I'm laying on the couch and sleeping. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm just laying here. Can you do this for me? I'm taking this food with me. Like, because she went back to the familiar. Like, when I'm in your house, everything is mine. And I was so we we went over to her house and did the same thing. Left all the lights on. It felt really good to leave the lights on. I was like, and you know what? They have great electric company, and theirs didn't even cost them that much. I was kind of mad about it. But what I'm saying, it's easy when we have something familiar, even if it's not good for us, to go back to it. At least I know the outcome of this. You know what? Well, they're going to treat me this way anyway, so I'm just going to do this. Well, I'm never going to be able you know, to get free from this addiction, so I'm just going to go right back to it because who cares? Well, I don't have enough willpower. I don't have enough strength. And we go back to something because it's familiar. If you lose your peace, you lose your joy, you lose trust, or you lose hope, you know you're in someone else's house. You find someone who's hopeless, they're not dwelling in the house of God. If you lose those things, those, 
love, peace, joy, trust, hope, those are characteristics of God's household. If you lose those, you might be thinking, oh, whose house did I just enter? Because yeah, right. this, this is not the atmosphere of God's house. So I think, are there any areas of thoughts of our life or our actions that we don't dwell in the shelter of the Almighty? When we have those times, they always bring destruction. They always bring pain. They always bring anxiety, stress, overwhelmingness, busy, I can't get things done, the fear of man, what are people going to think of me? When we're outside of his dwelling, that's what will happen. It might take days, weeks, months, or years, but it will. I've never seen anyone, you know, get free from that and say, I'm going to live like this and I'm going to have peace, joy, love, and hope. It might seem like that for a season. When I'm feeling those things, when I'm experiencing that, that's how I know that I went under someone else's covering, someone else's household. I'm in someone else's dwelling. Recognizing is a big part of it. Sometimes we just are, don't recognize, so we, we think that we start to believe a lie that that's who God is or that he should punish us. Or he, and, and there's going to be times we have anxiety, but we still don't have to say, well, I, you know, it just happens. I say, you know what? God never intended this for me. What can you do? Lord, I need to get out of this. I'm not just going to keep it, right? Sometimes we're like, well, this just runs in my family. Oh, you mean you're just going to accept that generational stronghold? Everybody just gets sick. We just have, you know, everyone just is hot-headed. Now, that's just a demon that y'all allowed to live there from generation to generation. Boom. It was a sick burn. That's what happens. If you get in that household, you're going to burn and not, not with the fire of the Holy Spirit. But when you, you should be, God's dwelling should be in our praises, our thanksgiving. The key to get in there was Jesus. We have the right to go to his gates with praise and thanksgiving because Jesus' body was broken. He paid for it all. He laid it down for us. So the gates we enter are praise and thanksgiving. Jesus is the key, or the praise is the key, but Jesus is our deed. He's the reason we can go there. So we enter the gates. That's the key. It's our praise. We open them with that. But he's the key. We can go in there because we have legal right in the kingdom because of his blood. Jesus' blood saying, we own this house. We have ownership here. We are family here. We are sons. We are daughters. We are not guests. It shows that we have rights to dwell there because it was paid for by the blood of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, it says, For I delivered you first of all. I love how God, he really talks about first. It doesn't matter if our body is broken, if our mind gets sick. He says, First I delivered you, first I delivered you all that which you also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. First he saved us. First. I love that. 
So sin may knock at the door. We don't have to let it enter. Do you know that you don't have to let it enter? If someone comes angry and they say, I got all this, you know, terrible stuff I'm going to let go in your house. And like, I'm not opening the door. Why do we open the door and say, well, you've been here a lot. It's kind of like yours. Do you have the deed? I don't think so. You ain't coming in. We don't have to let, we don't have to let sin in. We don't, the same goes for shame, fear, unbelief, lack, powers, principalities. We don't have to let them in. Be like, we just need the love of Christ. Well, the love of Christ is, speaks truth. Yeah. And, and the love of Christ does not baby the enemy. Nope. Does not make the enemy feel welcome. Nope. Jesus came in, when the enemy tried to come into the temple, Jesus came with whips. Yeah. That's kind of scary, right? People are like, that's not loving. It's like, no, he was loving. He was saying, I'm not going to let you take the temple and, and claim it for the enemy. That's good. So I'm going to do something right now. I just want you guys to just close your eyes for a second. Just close. I just want you, just so you can think, because it's easier sometimes when you're not. So I want you to just think about what areas, what places, what things seem to tempt me. Or maybe they trigger you. Or maybe you're even just torment you into leaving the shelter of the Most High. Like every time, you know, I'm, every time I do this, every time I go here, so you're thinking as you're seeing, as those are, when you see that pop up, that place, that person, that thing, that time, your mouth, your ears, your eyes, whatever's allowing, whatever things, places, whatever's doing that, those are the places you're most likely stepping out from under the refuge of God. Probably believing the lie, I can handle this on my own. It's a spirit of pride. Or it's not that bad. Or I don't want someone else to know about this because shame. It's the, so you can go ahead and open your eyes. Because I just wanted you to take that time to think on your own. Because we all have different, you know what? It's different for everybody. It's the little things that spoil the vine we learned a couple weeks ago. If the enemy came in all blaring loud and, and banging at your door, you ain't letting him in. But you leave the door unlocked, and he just like, oh, this is unlocked. Nobody's home right now. Nothing's it. And he just sneaks right in. It's the little foxes. I love, I spoke a couple weeks ago on that word, and it says, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine while they're in bloom. If you spoil it in bloom, it will never drop seeds. It will never produce fruit. So it's the little things that we think, well, I'm just stepping out of your house for a moment to be annoyed, to get mad, to yell at this. You know, to just enter into this addiction, to, you know, allow, to not put boundaries. Some of you guys let people into your life that you shouldn't let into your life. Well, I'm supposed to love everybody. You love them by telling the truth. I always just pray, you know what, when God's like, put a boundary because they're going to come in and they're going to destroy your home. They're going to destroy your peace. You know what, I pray laborers to come into their path. So if they have the enemy, they're going to be tormented by believers. Basically, they're going to be like, because for the enemy, when they hear, when, when demonic things hear the word of God, that torments them, isn't it? And that's what we can do. 
Now that you recognize some of those areas, you're out from under God's protection. God didn't say it. He said, I made it really easy at any moment. You can get back under there. Peace, favor, you know, his anointing, his strength, his power. We need to quickly get back into his dwelling and shelter. I said that little story about, you know, how we're putting that together because I stepped out for a second. I didn't have to stay there and, and have all these issues. I thought, we can just get right back in. I'm going right back to the house, and it was good, and it was awesome. And that's what we can do. Let's not stay there. If we find ourselves on the outside, don't be like, oh, my gosh, I'm not following God. I just got to get right with God. I got to do all these things before I do that. Absolutely not. That's a lie from the enemy. You can do nothing to be in right standing with God. Christ did it. You just get to choose if you're going in, in dwelling with him. So I want to live in that land of Goshen. How many of you guys want to live? I want to be there. I want my household to be there. I want our church body to be there. I want my community to be there. I like it. It's plenty. It's comfortable. It's, it's safe. It's protected. I want that. I want to live no matter if lack or, or famine or wars or death is around me. I want to live in that place of comfort, plenty, that safe place, that secure place. It doesn't matter what's around you. And sometimes it's circling close. It's right in your family, or it's right in your thoughts. It's right in your thoughts. But he's saying, hey, you come here, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to take care of you. So if you find your, yourself in the house of sin, it says flee from it. Don't saunter away. Looking back, that was fun that time. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of had a little addiction to cherry Coke that, you know, it wasn't bad, but I was having it like, like three or four times a week. I was like, oh, I need that. Today I actually had one because, um, how many, I, I pulled an all-nighter, but not by choice. <laughs> so our animals were just like, you're not sleeping tonight. Everyone's getting up at different times all night long. So it was 5.56, and I was like, oh, man. But we, don't, we want to flee from, not just saunter away, look back. be. And, and I had this, and I said, oh, man, I need, I, I don't drink coffee. I'm like, I'm going to have to bring some hot chocolate, put it in the coffee. I need some caffeine because I can't stand up or move because I've had no sleep. I'm not 20 years old. <laughs> And I said, it was easy then. I was like, I'll go three days, and it's fine, and I'm good. And so I was like, well, I really don't like coffee. So I sat Lon to get a cherry Coke, and I had it. It was good. But during worship, I leaned to Matt, and I said, I think I had too much caffeine. <laughs> I immediately felt that that was too much because I had a pop yesterday. And I was like, well, that, I'm, I, I don't think pop is bad. I have it, but I don't want to have every. I don't want to depend on it for me to run my life. That's an addiction. Does that make a difference? Sorry for you coffee drinkers. I know that probably. Like I said, I don't want anything to be the reason I can get up and go in the morning except God. If I have to have it, then I shouldn't have it. Does that make sense? And so even though I used that today and I had that, God still spoke to me and said, be careful where you step. And I thought, that's good. That I'm having water. Michelle, thank you. <laughs> but you got to flee from it. You know, go to the gates of the Almighty. Open them wide with praise and thanksgiving and say, God, deliver me from the hand of the enemy. And guess what he'll say? Yes, I will. Come on in. Every time. 
Every time we go to God and you say, I don't want this anymore. You know, I don't want to do this. Take this from me. You know, Lord, help me. He's going to say yes. He never says, well, you know what? You did it too many times and now you just got to deal with it. You know what? You want to play in the enemies? You know what? I'm going to let bad things happen to you. God does not do bad things to us. God does not want bad for us. He does not want to harm us. You know what? Maybe it's your words. I mean, don't raise your hand on this because how many of us, this gets us in trouble more than anything else? <laughs> I'm still raising my, can I get enough appendages to? <laughs> and it was funny because I wrote this and then we, we, me and Matt, neither of us slept all night. Like, it was crazy. I was like, I don't know what's happening. My old dog is literally yelling at me. It's the weirdest thing. I'm like, you, sometimes I don't even know if you're alive. You just fall asleep, and I'm like, I poke her every morning to see, like, she don't move. Last night, she's like, we're going up, we're going down, we're going in. If you don't let me in, I'm scratching on the window, I'm scratching on the door, I'm pounding against the house. You're going to do what I say. And I'm like, I am submitted to a dog. <laughs> and I can't sleep. But... And I thought about, you know, I wanted, I wanted to say all these things. But in the morning, I thought, Matt came in with something. We're both tired. We're barely moving. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And, of course, by this time, now all the dogs are sleeping. <laughs> but our words, Matt started coming, and he's like, start stringing praise. Like, oh, praise you, Jesus. <laughs> but the first thing out of his mouth, instead of, these freaking dogs, I can't stand it. They kept me up, and I want to sleep. Jesus. And I thought, I'm going to do that, too. And I said, I'm having a hard time. I'm like, Lord, Lord. And, like, he came in, and I could not find. I was like, I can't go. I can't get dressed. My brain could not figure out how to wear clothes today. And I came to Lana, and I said, am I wearing this right? And she's like, no. <laughs> yes, there is wrong ways. I did put my clothes on backwards, inside out today, and I'm not even, this is about the eighth. I was like, I can't wear this. So I'm getting right. He's like, you know, it's like five minutes. And I was like, I need you to just walk out of this room, and me and the Lord are going to get me dressed. And I came out with that. I put my socks on in the car. But I made it. They did match because I made it them the I made it them the day before. That's the only reason they. T but I put my shoes on first, and I was like, "Wait, I think socks are." <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, our words. When we decided to set a complaint, we just even if it was weak, we're like, you know what? What's coming out of our mouth is going to be praise. I love going to church. I love that it's early. I can't wait to see everybody. <laughs> and then I thought, there's a lot of people coming in. Yeah. I was like, Lonnie, you've got to go get me. I need some caffeine. I need a little help today. And so she did not. So you guys, otherwise, I was like, I'm not sure if, like, I was up here and I was like, this is starting to bother me. <laughs> and I was like, do I have a tank top? <laughs> you know, and I thought, okay, Lord, we got to get it together. He's like, you got to get it together. <laughs> I got it together. So I just, but my words. And I thought worship was powerful this morning, wasn't it? You know, because even though 
We're tired. Some of us, I came in tired. Maybe you came in tired. Maybe you came in with another burden on there. Maybe something else happened. Maybe you yelled at your kids this morning, like, why can't you get ready for church? Put your shoes on. Put your shoes on. I mean, you weren't yelling. You were like, hey, have you figured out... Have you figured out what shoes you'd like to wear? I mean, looks good. That looks great. I could be literally have a towel on. He would have been, that looks good. He wouldn't have said nothing. He knew. Wisdom of the Lord right there. He's like, how's it going? How's it going? I'm like, it's going good. I'm just standing in my closet. I'm like, I'm like, why can't I see what matches? Why can't I figure out what is right side out and inside? I mean, I put my shirt on backwards, inside out, and I thought, why is this bothering me? <laughs> See, so it doesn't matter how we come in. When we praise God, he, get, he, he gives us clarity. He gives, you know what, we get to come under his strength, his authority, and now I'm like, yeah, this is good. Maybe it's your job. Well, start speaking life into your job. Don't curse your job. I hate this job. It's the worst job ever. Okay. Lord, I'm uncomfortable in this job, but thank you that you put me here to be a light. Thank you that you gave me an opportunity. You gave me a body that can do these things and work so that I can provide for my family. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to send laborers into these evil people's (laughs) Sometimes you do. Lord, the enemy's kingdom is represented here. Send me some of your kingdom to come and partner with me. I need some people to walk with me. You can start believing for that, can't you? Start speaking. Thank him for everything he's done. Finances. Give. If you're like, my finances are always out of order. Just give. I don't care. You know, I'm not going to fight like Donna said. Like, she felt, it was funny that you said that because you said, I felt, you know, that I had to. I was under this law of 10%. I don't care. Put a penny in. Put a penny in. Start with something and say, God, I just, I'm scared because I've, in finances, I've spent my life in the enemy's house telling me I'm never going to have enough that I got to work, I got to kill myself, I got to do all of this basically to get anywhere. So I'm going to start with a penny. I'm going to start with a dollar. Don't get under that law. Just be like, okay, Lord, you're going to walk me out of fear. You're going to open the, we're going to open doors. I'm going to, I'm going to give thanks to you. And I put it in there, I'm like, thank you, God, that you're my provider. Come on. To make sure it got in there. And we did buy little tithe buckets for the kids because they're all, the, you got the toddlers and the kids, they're like, why don't we got tithe buckets? We want to give, we want to give. These kids are fighting to pray. When we're here, we're like, I can't pray in front of people. We got two and three-year-olds that they're literally, Lana told me, I tell them they have to clean up their toys and the first one done gets to pray first. And so these kids are literally doing their chores so they can get seated so that they can pray first. And every single person gets an opportunity to pray. She's like, sometimes we're there for a long time. And we're talking the little kids. I mean, the big kids do this too. But we're talking one to five-year-olds. One to five-year-olds are literally working hard to get things done, putting their toys away, things they want, so that they can pray for each other. And a lot of times they're praying for you guys. I was like, yeah, they pray for the moms and dad. They pray for... I mean, like, they need to get in here. (laughs) Right? But we got to pray. We got to start worshiping God. Giving is that way. So, you know what? If it's your family... Start speaking life into your home. Like I said, pray for laborers to come in. Lord, send some people. 
Because those who want to stay in the enemy's camp, they won't like come, they won't visit you. They won't come around. They're going to either submit to the kingdom of God or they're going to flee from it. But either way, your house is going to be a dwelling for the Lord. Got to if it's your eyes, get rid of what's causing the issue. Thank God for the power and strength to do it. Do the same with your mouth and your ears. Sometimes it's just like I just can't listen to that. We were ta- I was talking I was talking to you guys this morning, and I was like, family chats and, and all this, are they there to encourage, to give information, or are they there just to gossip and fight? If it is, I'm not going to be part of that. Our family, we just send each other, like, cute pictures of our dogs back and forth. Like, most of, that's most of our family chat, I think. Look how cute they are. Look at my cat. Look at my dog. Look at my, and we all have a lot of them. So... It's just a bunch of animals, how cute they are, and then saying, Mom's making food. Do you want to come over? It's free. That's, that's our family chat. Like that's, I think that's all that's in there. Oh, my gosh. That's, but even if it is your family, speak life in your home. Send laborers. Come into your life. Set boundaries. Set boundaries. I'm sorry, we don't talk like that here. I'm sorry, we don't act like that here. You know what? There's things that just aren't coming here. Set some boundaries. We're God's family. We're in his household, and he doesn't just let us barge in and bring our junk with us. We have to leave it at the door. He doesn't, we don't get to bring sin into God's house. We don't. That's a big thing. We don't get to bring sin into God's house. You know, we got to praise him. We got to thank him no matter what it is. That's the thing. Praise and thank him no matter what it is. You know, some of you guys, you guys are going through tough things in here. Some of you guys are in financial things. Some of you guys are in physical things on your body. Some of you in here, you know, you have strongholds in your life. You have, you know, sickness of the minds. You have, you have depression. You have anxiety. We all have different things. And God's like, praise me anyway. I always tell people when they're like, this has happened, this happened, and I pray with them, and I talk with them. And, and, and um, this week I just spent, I told Matt, I said, I'm exhausted. I spoke with dozens of people this week that just needed prayer. And I always just say, I said, but let's stop and look what God has done. Yes, the enemy's working, but Thank God for everything you've done. You're going to see turnaround. Continue to thank. Continue to thank him. Continue to thank him. I said, if the only thing you can thank him is for your life, then thank him for that. There are seasons, like it seemed like a Job season, where the only thing you can thank him for is for your life. That is enough. But God is so good, he will give you more. He will do more. He will fight for you. He will come there. So I want to finish with a little story. So we got a truck in December, right? I think it was, it was December. It was December, the middle of December. So I bought this truck, and I was like, okay, God, this is awesome, and, you know, all these things. And so me and Sue were like, we're going to go see, I wanted to go hear this man preach down in Kalamazoo. And so we're going, and Matt had the truck. He's like, oh, I got to change a yeah. blinker. I'm like, why is my headlight, 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 yeah, headlight. I can't remember. Just tell me what I mean, okay? I don't know what you mean. Thanks, Nicole. What? Firehands! Yes, fire hands! Yes, fire hands! Fire hands! 
I was like, someone messaged me to say that this week, and it was John. <laughs> Got it in there. <laughs> but so, so I had the van. And I just was like, nope, 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 I got to have the truck. I got it. I have to have the truck. So I went to his work, and I said, we got to switch. And I'm like, he's like, I'll have it ready for you. We switch. We're driving on the expressway. 75 S-curves, guys. Yeah. La, 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 la. We're talking. And this lady, there's three lanes, and I'm in the middle. Cool. Big truck. <laughs> we're talking. We're, like, excited. And I said, I think that lady wants to hit me. She was in front of me. Yeah. We pass her. Boom. And we're going 75 miles an hour. I mean, we maybe moved an inch. It was, I, I thought, I call Matt and I say, I didn't know our truck had that. You know, the new ones have that Ottawa line. He said it doesn't. And Sue, she's like, what happened? I said, oh, that lady just hit us. I'm still driving. She's like, what? I was like, yeah, she, I'm smiling. I start laughing. Sue's like, well, I'm like, let's call 911 because she could hurt somebody. Like, something's not right with her. So we start praying for this lady. We start speaking. We're like, Lord, you're going to take care of this. You know, I'm on there with 911. I'm like, okay, she's here. She's going here. The lady's like, what? I'm like, you know what? And Sue's over on the other side. Why does 911 is on? And she's like, Lord, you just protect everyone. Get her off the road. Something's not right. Thank you that no one was in her passenger seat because she crushed her whole car. If someone's there, would be her. We're praising God. We're thanking. We're the police show up, and I'm like, you got to see what God did. And, and I'm talking to this police officer and saying, God protected us, and I'm so thankful. I'm laughing. He's like, but your truck. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, he's like, I said, I just want to make sure that this lady's off the road. Like, something's not right. And he's like, these people, they're just praising God. They're like, we got hit by a car going 75 miles an hour. And I said, we're going to hear a preacher preach the word of God. So we te- we're, we're, pre- we're telling everybody, we're just, and we, st- we pray when we finally get pulled over. And I'm like, well, let's close our eyes now. Like, that wasn't the right time on the road. So, so we're praying, and I tell my family, and I send a picture, and I'm like, we just got hit on the S-curve. They're like, are you okay? Like, are you going to come back home? I said, no. We're going to hear the word of God. I just wanted to tell you guys it was funny. <laughs> I'm still laughing because I'm like, we got hit. And Sue's like, what? I'm like, I just knew. God said she, she wants to hit you. And she hit the back wheel. I mean, it was just craziest thing. And it's just awesome that God kept everyone safe. We praised, we glorified him. And, but the difference is we could have been mad. I could have been swearing. I could have wanted bad for her. Like, why can't she get it together? I could have been complaining at the police and been like, you know what? You guys don't even make sure people are safe on here. They, she didn't have a license. I could have been doing all of that, complaining, but that would have wrecked our day. But we decided to stay in the house. I'm like, I literally had it two weeks, and I told my insurance guy, I love them. They've, our family has been with them for five generations. I was like, they called me, like, we just want to check on you. And I'm like, yeah, they just ran right into me. I said, isn't it so good that, like, you always make sure I have enough insurance and everything, and it's just hilarious, and I'm not going to have that car for a week. But the thing is, um, it's just, and it gets funnier because Matt goes, I need to take the van in and have the underside checked. There's an issue with the frame, and if we would have been hit at that, we would have been killed. Really? Because the 
the truck had that. But I look and I'm like, God, you not only protected us, you gave wisdom ahead because we are honoring you, we're praising you, that before that I was like, we got to switch vehicles. If I would have been in there, it probably would have crushed and we would have been dead. We would have never made it. We probably would have killed other people. And I thought just listening to God in the littlest, teeny, tiny things. You think, what does it matter which vehicle you drive? They're both good. They're both a blessing to your household. (laughs) There was a semi behind us. And I felt like everybody around just it just stopped, and it was amazing when we immediately just laughed and praised God because we're like, how did we not move? We never even moved an inch out of our lane. And I'm like, how has that happened? You're going 75 miles an hour. And I look at when we praise and worship God, we stayed in his house, and he said, I told you there's refuge here. I told you I would protect you here. I told you that... It can't even harm you here. Why would we not want to stay there, right? Thanksgiving, praise. Thanksgiving, praise. Thanksgiving, praise. I can't say it enough. Pray in the morning. Praise him. You know what? If you've got to worship, you've got to make up your own songs with the Lord. I love doing that. That's the best thing. <laughs> Come. If you're not good at making up songs, call me. I'll sing to you. I promise you. I don't get embarrassed. The part that I should have embarrassment I married that part. He will get embarrassed for me. So I don't have that because I don't really care. I don't have the fear of man. But we praise. we got to stay in the house of God. It's really easy to stay there. I'm not saying no trouble is going to come. I'm saying when you stay there, he's going to walk through you. Like it, it, it's not fun that we got hit. It's not fun that I had to do this, it, you know, and we had to stop. and we had to. But I even called Sue. I said something else. I said, we have to go early. And she's like, how? I'm like, no, we have to go earlier. You know, all those little pieces of like, I got to stay in the house of God so I can hear from him. He's going to protect me. He's going to take care of me. That's what we need to do. Let's pray.